You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. Let's get ready to rumble! Senior Nation jam-packed show today. Peloton of 5%. What's up, Discipline Investor? We have Benzinga CEO Jason Rasnick here with us. The man, the myth, the legend, Tom Nash. Peter Schiff on the Power Hour with us live today. Interesting, different, unique, innovative company. Nia, you are live with us on the Power Hour. What's up? Thank you so much for inviting me on. Jessica Billingley is the CEO of Aperna. The best trade idea resource out there. Uh, but what's up, everybody? Happy Hump Day! Uh, jam-packed show as always today. You are on the Power Hour. That means you are in the Trade Idea Show. If we're not delivering on making this the the best idea source that you have all day, you you have tools to call us out. Okay, you're you're empowered. You've got Twitter. You can shit talk us there. You've got the chat room. You know, just go go ahead and be heard. But Erwin, how are you doing today? Welcome to the Power Hour. It looks like your your microphone may be on mute. Um, but but we are glad to have you here. Again, guys, Tilray, ticker T-L-R-Y, favorite of the chat. If you don't know the stock, you haven't been trading for long, clearly, is what I would say. Uh, but Erwin, what, what's going on? How are you doing today? I'm doing great, guys. It's great to be on Power Hour, and it's great to be on with you guys. I, You know, I feel the energy. I feel the movement. It's, it, it's great. I mean, you know. That's exciting. what we try to do. We try to like, like you know, we, we get the energy going, we get the happy vibes going, you know, it's, you know, especially during you know, COVID. It, and maybe somehow we can take it and we can package it and we can sell it and, you know, sell happy vibes to make people happy and enjoyable. We're all trying to come out of this new way of life. So there we go. And, 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 and I want to talk about, about the CPG. That's definitely one of the ones on my list. So, so we'll get to that. Um, but but before we hop into it, could you just give us a little bit of a background on the company, uh, on the recent uh, takeover that you guys had um, for anybody who may not be familiar? So number one, um, Afria, which was a leading Canadian you know, LP, and Tilray, which was a Canadian LP. And uh, just from my myself background is I'm a consumer packaged goods guy who started a natural organic food company, you know, 28 years ago that built a company called Haines Celestial, which was built around a lot of natural organic products. And at first, when I started on that, people thought I was a little bit weird talking about natural organic, GMO, plant-based, etc. And built that into a three and a half billion dollar company and seven plus billion dollar market cap at its height. Um, decided to leave that in 2018, joined the board of Afria, and then became its chairman and CEO in March of 2019. And I see so many similarities. And I walked into Afria with lots of challenges, um, but tremendous opportunities. 
in regards to our grow, our different licenses, our different brands. And with that, was able to get Afria into a place where we had nine consecutive quarters of, you know, um, profitability in regards to adjusted EBITDA. And uh, with that, uh, you know, pretty exciting stuff. You know, at Hain, I did, you know, over 50 plus acquisitions, grew the business through organic growth, new distribution. And and I'm a big brand guy. I have four kids, but two of my kids are twins. And I wanted to call one brand and one equity along the way. So what I realized is to get a free it to the next level is an acquisition or a merger of some sorts made sense. Um, and, you know, it was deciding, do we sell the company? Are we a buyer? Are we a seller? Um, with that, I figured there's so much leg room or there's so much, you know, um, ability to grow a free there's so much bandwidth here, it would be better for us to be an acquirer. So first in October of 2020, we acquired Sweetwater Beer. And, you know, we should be drinking a 420 right now. Um, at 420 in the afternoon, you're supposed to drink a great, you know, Sweetwater Beer. And Sweetwater's been around 25 years, sold in 60 different states. And, uh, you know, has some great hazy products, which ultimately you're going to see on you know on airlines soon but uh with that uh i also then went ahead and did a reverse merger with tilray and that happened in december 16th 2020 um and the exciting thing was bring those two companies together i get asked all the time why those you know deal made sense number one it gave us access you know in regards to distribution in Europe with their Portuguese Portuguese facility, their German facility is ours. Um, they were an asset-like company, which would allow us to move all their grow into our Leamington facilities. They also had a business called Manitoba Harvest, which was a hemp-based food business in the consumer area. So the combination of their Canadian operation, their European operation, it, it uh, actually, you know, with, with our Sweetwater business, and Manitoba Harvest business gave us close to $150 million US business. Um, and last but not least, guys, we're gonna get 80 plus million dollars of synergies. If you take the multiple drop to the bottom line, it increases your valuation. So today by revenue, we're one of the largest cannabis companies in the world. And you know, with it, we have some of the most exciting brands, some great grow. We have a great footprint in regards to expanding in the U.S. market. And we have a very, very strong balance sheet to be able to go out there and do something with these brands in the company. So that's a little bit of update. And today we trade under Tilray, um, both in NASDAQ and on the TSX. And Erwin, so so you mentioned that, that you did over 50 acquisitions and you're at Hain. Uh, you, you talked about deals that, that you've done after that in the cannabis space. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about what you look for in an acquisition or if there's something that that's most important for you in, in a brand or, or a company that you want to take on? What is that item that you're looking for? You know, it's interesting how that has changed. And, and, and it's a brand that's focused on consumer today. And, you know, like I would not be buying a product line today if it was in the food business that sold cans of soup. I would not be buying something that's, you know, a yesterday brand. Now, there is brands you can buy and there's fixer uppers and et cetera. So when I come back and look at GameStop or an AMC and I'm 
you know, I, I scratch my head a little and understand, you know, the trading and those and how they relate to consumers today. And, you know, I have kids that play games all the time. But <clears throat> with that, as I come back and look at why I'm so excited about the cannabis industry, it's a hundred billion dollar industry. It's a new industry. The opportunities in regards to, you know, adult use, the opportunities in regards to medical cannabis, the opportunities in regards to edibles and drinks is tremendous on a global basis. So I, I look at brands, businesses, categories that can grow. I look at acquisitions that are accretive to earnings. I look at acquisitions that are accretive to growth. And I'm big into generating cash, not burning cash. And with that, um, you know, that is type of acquisitions to look at. Awesome. I, I love that. And, and especially that cash line. I mean, that, that's definitely how we, we've thought about our business, but <laughs> we, we can get more into that later. Um, you know, so something I want to touch on, C CPG background, uh, you know, you, you've talked about you want to build C uh, Tilray as a CPG business. If, for anybody out there who isn't familiar with the term, it's consumer packaged goods. Uh, can you talk a little bit about what you mean when you say you want to you be building towards a CPG business? Well, if you come out today and look at, you know, companies with valuations, it's consumer packaged goods company. You know, Apple in essence is a technology consumer packaged goods company. Um, you know, if you come back and look at the P&Gs, the Nestle's, the Unilever's of the world, the Diageo's of the world, um, you know, the Anheuser-Busch of the world, they're built, their consumer packaged goods business that's built around their brands. And what I want to do is emulate, you know, those companies and build it around our Riff brand, our Soleil brand, our Good Supply brand, our Marley brand, um, you know, our Broken Coast brand, and expand those, whether it's into adult use. You know, we, we talked about yesterday where we introduced a new medical brand in Symbios, which is in regards to a valued, you know, medical cannabis for pain, arthritis, etc. So what I want to do is very similar to these large consumer packaged goods companies that build their brands, but ours is around cannabis products or cannabis derivative products, whether it's CBD or hemp, etc., and get brands out there today that are known like a Heinz ketchup or, you know, uh, Haagen-Dazs ice cream. And uh, that's where you get value. And if you come back and look at multiples, that's, you know, if brands are sold later on, that's where you're going to get the multiple for the company. But the important thing is generating cash and generating free cash alongside that. Gotcha. Now, this is I'm just jumping in. This is Jason Rasnick, the other co-host with Luke. Um, so Luke started out, but I wanted to jump in and ask a couple questions about your you. You're into sports. You own some teams uh, in Quebec. Uh, I mean, the national. Yep, at Nova Scotia, but then the St. John's, uh, St. John's yeah. Edge. Yep, yep, yep. Do you see at those stadiums? Will they carry you know CBD or infused drinks? Where's that, and how is that going in Canada? So right now, you will not see that in stadiums. But listen, I, I come back and I look at this here. You know, in, in regards to infused drinks with CBD or ultimately THC, and you know, you come back and, you know, when you walk a store today, five years ago, uh, you didn't see White Claw or Truly in there and see how big a categories they are. So I come back and say, you know, in regards to drinks today and alcohol, 
um, can, you know, alcohol consumption in, in many ways is down. And I think a lot of it is being replaced by CBD drinks and THC drinks. In Canada today, these drinks, you know, have to be purchased through liquor stores um, mostly or through the liquor boards. So I, I absolutely see that as a future. Uh, no different than you're buying a beer. You're buying, you know, a seltzer drink with THC in it or you're buying, a, you know, a drink with CBD in it that's an enjoyable relaxer when you're enjoying some type of sporting event. Got it. Got it. Okay. I, I totally agree. So it's it's timing. It's But you, you guys are there. It, and you can- it's all timing, and our circular, circling that was buying, you know, sweet water to ensure that we had distribution, that we had knowledge, that we had R&D, and if necessary, manufacturing. Got it. And you guys, you're there so you can lead the way. Um, Luke, you had something to say? Or I, I was going to take it back. No, I, I was just going to. I was just going to say something else. Also, as <clears throat> as part of the Tilray acquisition, uh, all, a whole canning line and canning business, where they had a joint venture with Anheuser Busch, which now we're taking over. So we will definitely be into THC drinks in Canada, and we'll be into the edibles. Uh, business um, in Canada in a much bigger way. Got it. Got it. Edible business. I mean, here in the U.S., I mean, that's that's the rage right now that we're seeing. But um, hey, and- Jason, if you stop and that look, stop, stop today, and and if you stopped on Fifth Avenue today and say, most women that walk down the uh, walk down the street today and say, can I look in your purse? You're going to find a gummy or two in there from a standpoint along with their lipstick and their makeup, etc., cetera. And, and no different for men today. Like during the day, you want to calm yourself down. You want a little energy. You want a little, you know, whatever. There's nothing wrong with, you know, enjoying, you know, a gummy, a gummy or an edible to, to do that. And uh, it, it's something that's a big part of life. And that's the big thing going back to what you said before, Luke. Our investors today, our shareholders, our users of our products, okay, and understand our products. And, you know, there's an old saying out there, you want to be selling products today, A, first of all, that your investors use, and B, one day that, you know, my grandchildren or grandchildren are going to be ultimately using. And that's kind of, you know, very much my philosophy in regards to building our products. And, and, and following up on that, so so yesterday you guys launched a new brand, uh, Symbios, I, I believe is how we pronounce it. Uh, it it's a medical brand. Um, you know, what goes into the decision to to launch a brand versus take one over? Um, you know, what, why did you guys decide to launch this new brand, et cetera? So Symbio means plant and health. Okay. So, you know, and I'm somebody who, you know, it's never really started brands from scratch. It was mostly acquiring someone else's brand and how did you grow it? And, you know, I did that with carrot chips, sweet water, you know, what we're going to do, you know, um, you know, Earth's best baby food was a brand that grew it from a 14 million to a 250 million. So, you know, when our team come back and said, wait now, in regards to our medical business and what was happening is, when a consumer would walk into a cannabis store, they'd look for some a product for arthritis or pain. Um, they would ultimately be selling them, you know, an adult use product at a price that's lower than most medical products. So we decided, let's create a product, Planted Health, that's a value product, 
that's lower price and let's go out there and launch it with our R&D and our quality group and, and let's see what happens there. And I must tell you, it's a product, I've used it and uh, it works. And uh, that is something that uh, we'll continue to do is launch brands within our own business um, where that makes sense. Listen, we've launched and will launch Rift, a beer, or not a beer, actually a vodka seltzer through Sweetwater. We will also introduce Soleil as a, as a drink, Broken Coast as an IPA and taking our brands and see how we can move them into other categories um, and look to expand our brands um, and create them from scratch. Awesome. And, and Erwin, what, one last question for me. J- Jason may have some, some additional questions. I'm not sure, but, but something I like to ask every guest. Uh, if you had to pick one thing you're most excited about, this is usually the hardest question, but if you had to pick just one thing you're most excited about, what would that be? So I got to tell you, you know, stepping back, I'm really excited about this category. I mean, we have an incredible footprint in Canada. We have a good footprint, you know, in Europe today in medical. So in the U.S., which is the biggest market and where I have experience creating a consumer packaged goods business and cannabis is not yet legalized here. And on a federal basis, you got 67 percent of consumers who want cannabis legalized. And with that, it's a hundred billion dollar category that's just starting off the ground. So what am I most excited about? the potential of legalization and what we can do in the U.S., you know, once legalization happens. Excellent. And, and any opinion on timeline for that legalization? So, listen, I think it's got to, something's got to happen in the next couple of years, um, you know, with the Democrats in power and the controlling, you know, the presidency, the, the House and the Senate. Um, you know, you never know what's going to happen after the 2022 elections and et cetera. Yeah. So, I would hope something happens in the next two years. If not, then, you know, your guess then is as good as mine. But even if it doesn't happen, Tilray today is positioned extremely well in Canada and Europe. I, I Listen, on the other hand, I think Germany is, is going to legalize from adult use. I think Portugal, I think Israel with its new coalition government coming in there. And I think there's other parts of Europe will. So there's a lot more out. And, and if we can't, our other option, then we would buy consumer packaged goods businesses in the U.S. that would be infused with CBD and hemp. So it's not like we're boxed out if it did. Yeah, but but yeah, it should come about. But I guess I want to take you back a little bit. You you've a lot of, you've a lot of experience in this business world before you were here and or Haynes Celestial. Um, what were you doing when you were in high school? Did you think this is what you'd be doing or middle school? Like, like were you one of those kids that did really well in school or uh, had to overcome obstacles? I uh, just love to hear a little bit more about your background before all of this. So I grew up in a little town in Glacebay, Nova Scotia. Um, I grew up in a family of five kids. My father in his best year made $35,000. Um, you know, I was not a great student at all. Um, and if I showed you my grades, um, my kids like, like, wow, I sit on the board of a university today and, uh, I sit on the board of a private school cause I'm big in giving back to schools, hospitals, et cetera, and being very involved. So I was not a great student. 
I graduated from <clears throat> a small school in Halifax, Nova Scotia called St. Mary's University with a Bachelor of Arts degree in sociology. I wanted to go to law school. I did want to go to business school, um, but my grades were not good enough to get in. And I was an entrepreneur at heart. Um, you know, early on in my days, I had a lot more business. I had shoveled snow. Uh, I did multiple things in university because I had to pay my way through. And, you know, I got an MBWA management by walking around. Um, like that you know, one. Uh, <laughs> when, when, when I moved to New York, I ultimately got fired in 1992 from Slim Fast Foods. The best thing ever happened to me because I asked a lot of questions and I'm big today in hiring young kids and interns and bring them into meetings and ask questions and mentor them. And when I was got fired, I didn't have a green card. I didn't go to any fancy schools. I didn't have an MBA. So I was a Canadian in New York looking for a job. And I was told by multiple recruiters and headhunters I was unemployable. And that's when I went out and started AIM with my $200,000 that I had saved up and with you know, hard work, luck, tenacity built Hain into what it is today. And, you know, when I left Hain, it was kind of like, what am I going to do? I uh, moved into Afria pretty quickly. So, um, you know, I'm somebody that there was no silver spoon in my mouth and every opportunity. I'm a big believer in creating. I'm a big believer in mentoring. I'm a big believer in changing the world. And I'm big into giving back and giving people chances. Well, and uh, and uh, Mr. Simon, I asked that question partly because Erwin, I asked that question partly because because I, I felt it. I felt it that you in school, um, not to compare myself to you, but like you know there was things where they grades and all that stuff, and I felt you're a guy that just overcomes things and gets it done no matter what. And I read about how when you came to New York and looking for a job, and they said you're unemployable without the green card. And then you started buying brands with that cash. And that is just, you know, cobbling things that you're taking, you're making lemonade, you know, lemons in a lemonade, right? And so that part really is impressive. And then the mentoring asking questions, I think you come in from a different perspective and, you, and you've built up brands and you've done big deals. Um, your company gets a lot of coverage, a lot of volume. And I know your attitude is I'm gonna build it and whatever happens outside that. But um, do, do you, pay attention to like message boards, what people are talking about, Tilray. How do you, I guess, maybe ignore the noise a little bit since your your company is widely covered? I mean, in, in some respect. Listen, I pay attention to everybody that owns a share, every consumer that buys one of our products, okay? And I ask all the time because, you know, I'm a big believer if you're investing in me, I take, you know, big responsibility to that. And I'm... You know, I'm very fortunate. I'm big on having a good team to work with, and I got a very good team. You know, there's there's no there's an I in Tilray. There's no I in team. So it's not me. It's a team that I work with, and I get a lot of good input back from my team. And that is the big thing: is day in and day out. You know, the team goes back and reads message boards, get input back. You know, I got a call this morning. Like, wow, you were one of the first CEOs that came out there and recognized retail shareholders and came out and commented how important it is to have retail shareholders. You bet they are because they're smart, they're educated, they're spending their dollars, they're our consumers. 
like a lot of companies like, I don't want retail shareholders. You got to be kidding me. Okay. Listen, it's important to have institutional shareholders, but I got to tell you, they will be my shareholders. Uh, they will be my consumers for the next 20, 30 years. And if you make them money, they'll be absolutely loyal to you. That's the important thing is, is to make them money. But I, I believe in transparency and making sure you get out and communicate to them. I mean, no, that's awesome. I know we only have like a minute or two, but a couple of things that I think the listeners don't necessarily know, you grew the brands that you built up in Haynes Lesso to like $3 billion in sales, okay? And I'm, I'm bringing that up because you're this guy. I'm just, I'm just picturing you. Maybe you had long hair. You come from Canada. I don't know what to do. My green card. I, get I still fired. got a little long hair. Yeah. So you, <laughs> I, I, I need a picture from back then. But I, you're working at SlimFast. They fire you because they're annoyed of you asking good questions. And so they just want to like go about their business. You're in New York. You don't have anything going on. You start putting some brands together and some products. And then you do $3 billion in sales. Did you ever envision, imagine, I mean, $3 billion. I mean, like I know what our numbers are. And it's like $3 billion. It's... It's such a big number. I mean, I don't know. Like, did you like your bank? I, I, just tell me about that, I guess. What you envision when you started this thing and then seeing $3 billion in sales, I mean, I don't know. Just a different level. So, Jason, Jason, yes, here's yes, the sir. thing. Number one, you stop for a second and you pinch yourself and say, that's real. Then you can put your feet back on the ground, put your pants on the same way you did yesterday, and you never forget where you came from. And I'm as grounded and I you know, watch pennies that turn into nickels and quarters. And that's the way you, you have to be. And uh, listen, we've seen, and I say this to people all the time, can you believe your stock? Can you believe your stock? And I don't like to look at stock because stocks goes up, stocks go up, stocks go down. Okay. Yep. And I live by a philosophy and I'm superstitious and spiritual. I only do deals on Tuesdays and Fridays. When I'm in the midst of doing a deal, my hair is a little longer. Okay. I always try and give chari charity away. Every day, I kind of wonder what will be the two by four that will hit me in the head today? Is it going to be a hard one? And, and how do you get back up and deal with it? But the thing is, is, is this here? How do you stay grounded and in touch with reality? And I think that's what happens today. You come back and look at valuations. And I, I, I look at you know, a company like Oatly, at one time I had the ability to buy and I see where that valuation is today or other companies out there. But what is the substance underneath that company that supports that valuation? And that's what's important to me. Never forget, you got to have a company before you have a stock and support to have a company that can support the stock. Got it. And last question I ask everyone, what was your worst or first job? So, you know, listen, I've worked delivering pizzas. I've worked in an undertaker. I drove ambulances. I drove hearse. You did? Wow. You know, I, I did, you know, oh shovel gosh. snow. I mean, I painted during the summer and got, you know, blood poisoning because it was, I was working in a dry cleaners. Okay. Um, you know, as a camp counselor, I was at that. I, I, I've done a lot of things. I was, I was early on, I got free beer. I was a bootlegger in college. You know, I, I did, multiple things wait, wait, I always, wait bootlegger in college so you you got beer and then like so you know it's like so well, i used to get, i used to get beer free from moosehead breweries and i say wait now something's wrong here i'm getting 20 30 cases of beer a week i need money i'm gonna sell it you know so yeah. i did that and i say this here i wish my kids had my upbringing i wish i had my kids upbringing okay so listen i've had a lot oh, that of was a, that's a great line i wish my kids had my upbringing and 
I wish I, I had, wish my, I kids. had my kids. I, that is beautiful. I get it completely. It took a second for it to register. <laughs> That's one of the most beautiful lines. Aaron, the producer, Aaron, please like quote that market for me. I'm using that forever. That's a great one. Okay. So, you know, I had a lot of great jobs. I had a lot of lousy jobs, but everything is this here. No matter what you do, you learn something from it. That's yep. ultimately yep. the important thing to take away. And, and then what camp were you a counselor at? I was, was at a camp. Nope. Camp Kadima. Okay. In Bars Corner in Lunenburg, Nova Scotia. Okay. Because in Canada, there's a Camp Tamaqua. It was in the movie Indian yep. Summer. Yep. Yep. And, yep. And my neighbor used to own it. And a lot of my fr most of my friends went there. I went to a camp up north in Michigan. But in Tamaqua, I didn't know. If you went to Tamaqua, then I was going to be like, all right, now we, now we can play geography. But no, you, no you know. I went to Camp, camp Kadima. All right. Camp um, Kadima. Okay. So yeah. Yep. Cool. All right. Well, thank you so much for coming on. We got to get you to one of our physical events when we start doing them again. Absolutely. And, and, I'd love to do that. Be and, my pleasure. Nice. And, and, it's and, an honor. And, and Erwin, we do have an air horn on this show as well. Okay. That interview definitely deserves it. That yes. interview definitely yes. deserves it. That was amazing. Because you didn't just talk the stock business. You talked about your life. And I'm reading the comments as we're talking. And people are like, just such a real person and liking you so much. There wasn't, you know, I mean, you're just a real person. And uh, they, they, they loved it. And it's it's rare when you have a real person that's not just speaking like when the PR person is telling them what to say. So we really do appreciate you coming on when you have more news to break or what have you. Please come on again. We're distributed to all the major brokerage platforms, basically every single one. So 30 million readers a month. Um, we're the Great. we're the thing behind the thing. So that's that's our. So, story. Hey, guys, congratulations on your success in Thank creating you. what you're creating. And I look very much staying in touch and being, you know, a part of your growth, too. Thank you. Thank you. Good luck. And we'll be rooting you on from afar. Have a great day. Thank you. Yep. You too. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Bye -bye. Yep. Thank you. All right, Luke. Uh, really enjoyed that one. Um, yeah. How really awesome was one. that? That's the second air horn. That's the second air horn. Okay. When we do Elon Musk, I don't know if he'll be as good. I, I really, I really enjoyed that. You're really into that air horn, Luke. You're really into that air horn. Right. I, was, I didn't know where you're going with that when you're like, I have an air horn. I was like, what are you talking about? But I get it. You got it. You did it. It was good. It was good. It, yeah. It it's like a fun, memorable, it, it, like it, it flowed. It flowed. Yeah. I liked it. It was great. I, I liked hearing this story. I, like to understand you more in the business. I listened to you interview at first because I wanted to get more in the business and where things are going. And then um, I like getting the back, the backstory, right? Yep. I'm, I'm very big into the backstory. Um, so, and if you guys don't know Hain, Hain, that, 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 was, that was everyone's previous company that came up a couple times, check it out, ticker H A I N H A I N. It is a, a massive public company. All right, let's go. Peace, out. Peace and love, Zinger Nation. We'll be back tomorrow. And don't miss out on the special Raz Report, 10 a.m., Sandy Monroe.